Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And uh, Joe Jans has been has been laying down the funnies already, and we haven't even started recording. So tonight's going to be a wake the kids and phone the neighbors night, I think. And yeah, he's already coming at me already before even course, uh, recording. The the butt of many of these Joe jokes, the jokes, <laughs> I guess there, there's got to be some joke oh, in there that's about Joe terrible. jokes. Yeah. Jokes. <laughs> uh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm 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 coming right back at Joe. But the butt of many of these jokes is uh, <laughs> our beloved superfan, Mr. Mark Biscati. All rise. We are here in the Cinescare courtroom, and I am your judge, superfan Mark. Joe, would you please take the stand? <laughs> are you having a narcoleptic seizure? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so Joe has taken the stand, Cinescare listeners. Uh, Joe, would you place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, you We're don't have a Bible. Just along with us, yeah. Just, yeah, okay. Raise your right hand, Joe. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you, God? Uh, just so we can move this segment along, sure. Great. Uh, question number one, are you a fan of horror films? Kind of. <laughs> Do you consider yourself uh, possibly an expert on horror films? Uh, well, I do co-host a podcast dedicated to nothing but them, so I guess, yeah. Good answer. Uh, are you a fan of classic horror films? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, what type of oh, I know. Uh, I know where this is going. This is out of... Hey, 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 hey. What, uh, what, what type of uh, classic horror films are you a fan of? Uh, just about everything except for werewolf movies. So you've, you've seen Scream? Uh, yes, I have seen Scream. You've seen Halloween? Uh, once or twice. Friday 13th? Yes, I have. Drive-In Massacre? Uh, more than once. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? A couple of times. Are you a fan of comedy? Uh, I have been known to giggle from time to time. Are you a fan of horror comedy? Uh, yes, we. that was my pick for one of the themes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, host of Cinescare, are you a fan of the movie Co- The Twilight Zone? Co-host. Co-host. Uh, yeah, the, yes, yes I am. You a fan of the Blues Brothers? Most certainly. A fan Wonderful of, uh, soundtrack. Yeah, uh, that, that's the question leading up. Uh, a fan of the Kentucky Fried Chicken movie? Never I'm not a it. fan of I'm not a fan of this bit. I can tell well, you. Hang, well, you're just, you we're the, almost done. We're almost you done. Mean the Kentucky Fried movie. I don't think chickens in the title, and okay. I've never even seen it. Right, right. Okay, so so let's just end this bit right here. Uh, okay. So with, with all those yeses, I mean, can you tell the jury why you haven't seen a certain film, a certain film that was directed by John Landis, and do you know the name of this film, Joe? American Werewolf from London. That's right. <laughs> This is shocking. This is shocking. I'm not a fan of werewolf movies. But you haven't seen American Werewolf in London. Matt, can you please chime in? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't get over this bit. <laughs> run, the, run these by the team, uh, Mark, before... Yeah, maybe uh, we, we should have screened. Wait, wait. <laughs> Who's screening I, these I, callers? I, 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 I warned you guys before we started the, the podcast. I said I got a little tidbit. I just I I warned you. Maybe God it's not the it, funniest. Joe. I think God that's more it, more tid than bit. 
Okay, well, okay, so so Joe, how did yeah, this happen? How did this happen? I watched plenty of other movies besides that one. Never got around to it. It's it's not like I won't, like I'm opposed to it. I just never got around to it. I just finally saw the stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, I you know it's obviously it's a little bit of a shock that you've never seen American Werewolf because it does seem like a Joe movie. It's it's horror comedy. It's a complete Joe movie. Does yeah. it have lots of Joe Oaks in it? <laughs> it, has Joe Oaks in it. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it uh, does. Well, as shocked as we all are <laughs> by that bit, uh, well, maybe <laughs> I'll watch it during Shocktober. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. That's a yeah. great idea. Which, which is a nice segue to let people know that this episode should be coming out on Friday, October 1st. Yep, it will be coming so out. So first Friday. day of October, first day of Shocktoberfest. Yep. Which, and for those of us who don't know, like Mark, uh, that's where you're supposed to watch five horror movies every day for 31 days. <laughs> it's not five. Uh, I was thinking of doing three, but oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do three. Yeah, that there's no way. Could, to do. There's no way I can do three. I bet if I mean my ta- my hats off to you if you can do three in a day. I ca- I couldn't do that, but uh, yes. I just watch them at twice the speed. Oh, you speed them up. There you go. Yeah, you, yeah. I don't think that's possible, but <laughs> uh, you know you could fast forward and kind of get the gist. But if it's a movie I'm, you've already seen before, especially. I'm sure plenty of people have fast-forwarded through the first 10 minutes of our podcast. Oh, I'm sure. There's a lot of skipping right now. (laughs) That's not Uh, true. So, yes, we are now officially, as of the, not this recording, but as of the release of this in October, and it is Shocktober. You need to watch, if you're going to follow along with us, you need to watch one horror movie every day uh, during the month of October. We call it Shocktober, the Shocktober Challenge, and... And then, if you are so inclined, I always I post every movie that I watch on 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 my Instagram account. So if you want to follow me on there, it's Matthew Speak, and I post every movie I watch, horror or otherwise, on mostly horror uh, on there because I mostly watch horror movies thanks to being a co-host of a podcast. But uh, but if you want to follow along, uh, I'll follow you back. And post whatever movie you've been watching too uh, during the month of October because there's some there's there's a lot of oh, there's a lot of good finds you can do if you if you just see what somebody else has been watching there's some good finds out there that maybe you didn't realize were out there of course the first part of this month is going to be dedicated probably for us mostly to watching at least the first week or two will be dedicated for us to watching Halloween because the next episode and the hollow and the following episode will be centered on the theme of the Halloween franchise and Joe yes oh I thought you had something to say because you were going like you wanted to interject but no um, I just needed more oxygen oh (laughs) funny like that you're funny like that (laughs) um but anyway if you if you want to follow along with us in that way, watch all of the Halloween movies. We are going to be splitting it up over two episodes, and we will have a special guest, Mr. Uh, a return guest, our first return guest, actually, Joe, Mr. James Oster, who is a 
producer. He's a director. He write. He mostly writes, though. He does a lot of writing of uh, horror movie and other movie reviews. He also has a couple podcasts and a couple YouTube shows. He's he's kind of super busy all the time. Uh, he's got what was the something scary was that the podcast that he had, and then yeah, uh, something stony. A, yeah. He's got so many things in his bag of yeah, tricks, it's hard to keep track. But looking yeah, very very forward to having Jimmy O back with us. I'm, yes. I'm super excited uh, actually uh, meeting and uh, talking to him. I don't know and, how he's going to handle me, but... Yeah, he'll, he'll, well, he'll, I'm sure he'll get the gist of it and chime right in with all the, the what, Mark... What did, what did you call it? Markalepsy? Markalepsy. Yeah. Uh, I would, I would but, like to thank my friend Chris for that name. And yeah, I would also uh, like to say hi to Mark's friend Brian. Hi, Brian. Oh, you did it. You did it. <laughs> hey, Brian. Brian, we really like you. We think you're a great fan. And, friend uh, of the show, Brian. Yeah, friend of the show, Brian. You uh, did it. Oh, my God. But the, the other thing I wanted to say about Jimmy O is that he is a huge... The reason he's joining us for the next two episodes is that he's a huge ha- uh, Halloween fan and has done a lot of shows himself about the Halloween franchise. He's He knows... Probably almost as much as I do about the Halloween franchise. So uh, I, I'm saying that because he's probably going to uh, kill me when he hears that. But anyway, he probably knows more than I do, maybe. And and Mark has been researching deep and hard on Halloween trivia for yeah, us I, as well. I've, yep. I've already completed it. I did go deep and hard. It's going to be epic, guys. You have no idea. Awesome, because it's. I know Jimmy's going to be down for it, and it's going to be mana we mana. We're going to see who the real Halloween fan is. So you got to tune in. We really are going to find out who who is the ultimate Halloween fan out of the three of you. That's for sure. Yep. And uh, so definitely tune in to the next couple of episodes. We will be splitting up Halloween franchise over the next uh the what i guess the next episode will be coming out around the 15th and then the last one will be on the 29th or 30th or something like that 29th and of course we'll have to talk about the new one which we will be seeing all of us i'm sure on opening night so anthony michael hall yes yeah. tommy doyle yeah so no good. i'm 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 very pumped i saw the new trailer now that the rate the, the the wait there's re- a new trailer well, the final yeah. trailer, yeah, came out like a month or a week ago, I think. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, and that was the one that showed that they're bringing back some characters, including Lindsay from the original and Tommy Doyle from the original, although Lindsay is played by the original actor. Oh, uh, is she? Yeah, she played by, I can't remember the, the woman's name yeah. now, but she she was on some like Housewives of beverly hills or whatever as on that show but she's i can't remember her name now but oh that's insane but the original actor who played tommy doyle is not coming back there that's anthony michael hall i believe if i'm not mistaken although but i'm stoked been, about that it would have been super cool if they'd had uh what's his name ant-man why can't i think of paul, it rudd. paul rudd paul rudd wait, oh wait, my god it, no yeah. well paul rudd played him in part six so it would have yeah. been it would have been awesome. What a horrible movie. That would have been great, yeah. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, the timeline would have been pretty bad since uh, they pretty much erased the whole entire franchise except from the original. So that would have kind of screwed everything up. Well, yeah, it would have been just a nod to, you know, to 
the history of the franchise, I guess. But I don't know. Who know? Who knows? They may have reached out to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm busy" or something like that. But, uh, but I I have seen that the reviews, the early reviews of this, are not so great. So it's mixed. Um, it's mixed. Yeah, it's mixed. But it's like seven out of ten. But it's one of those I don't care. I mean, it, you know, what does it matter? As long as we get to see Michael out there on Halloween, fighting night. firefighters, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's it, I I'll be down. Uh, okay. And I did want to say that I, I went to Halloween Horror Nights here at Universal Studios. And if you're in the L.A. area, I highly suggest it. There's some fantastic uh, mazes, including that. Well, I went to the one. There was one for Halloween 4, which is unusual. But I think it had to do with probably rights. You know, they own the rights to Halloween 4 and not the original or whatever. But then they also had... They had a bunch of other mazes. That, there were two that I didn't get to, but the main ones that I went to were Halloween 4, which was cool, uh, The Exorcist, Haunting of Hill House, which was awesome, and and then the one called Pandora's Box that was just okay. Or actually, it was pretty good, but it wasn't based on a movie that I knew of anyway. So that was pretty cool. Did you and actually if, like jump? Did did they did you actually jump? Did they actually scare you or? Was it just fun oh, to yeah. like, look at the special effects? Oh, it was both. Yeah. No, oh, they wow. definitely jump out at you. There's hallways that have walls, you know, that 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 look like it's just a wall. And then they but it's made so that when they turn a light on behind it, it you can see through it. And there's like somebody jumps out at you and then there's loud sounds and stuff. And then there are rooms where they have actors playing the parts. You know, it. no, there were some good jump scares in it for sure. And a lot of them. So, but the Exorcist one was amazing. It, they had this mechanical little girl with the head spinning around, and then it shoots like it's supposed to look like it's puking on you or whatever. But it's just like a it's like a steam kind of. But it was it was pretty good. So, yeah, I highly recommend that. There, there's nothing like bringing someone that really gets scared, uh, bringing him into like a, a haunted house or you know a girl right. or a guy. It, when, when you have one of those people with you, boy, is it fun. Yeah. So uh, I didn't watch anything that was not theme-related this week. Did either of you guys? Yeah, Joe watched the stuff. Oh, yeah, Joe watched the stuff. Any, did you, anything you wanted to say about that, Joe? Um, it, Paul Sorvino is just an American sweetheart, you know? I, yeah. Why that he's guy a, didn't get more work? He's a national treasure. Me. He's a national treasure. He's an excellent tipper. Uh, he gives clear, excellent precise... Tipper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of the movie was just butt awful terrible. You know, he uh, <laughs> it was a real waste of an hour and a half. No, um, were, were the, no. Joe, were there any uh, chubby police officers who don't do anything? No, which is why I wasn't a big fan of it. You know, yeah. I got a soft spot in my heart for those chubby police officers, chubby detectives. Yeah. But uh, no, all you I, had, all, you had I, a chubby I, general. <laughs> I, I suck the the Paul Sorvino marrow out of this one, and there's just an empty shell left. So yeah, it's all about yeah, that. I, that's quite a visual image, too. By the way, that <laughs> the the entire um, the scene where Paul Sorvino comes in and starts directing orders, it takes like what six seconds, seven seconds, and it's. <laughs> uh, that scene is just, it's hilarious, but it's not worth watching the rest of the movie. 
Sorry. It's a, it, it's, it's a little fun to watch. Special effects are great. You know, they use that room uh, that they use for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where the room yeah. rotates. And there, there, there's some yeah. funny scenes in it. Uh, the lead actor is a what a ham that guy is with that southern accent. And it's fun yeah. to watch. I, I still recommend yeah. it. I really do. I think it's a I think it's a great time. I'll I'll take me some Drive-In Massacre over yeah, that one. Over that yeah. one? Oh, boy. That's yeah. that's not a yeah. ringing endorsement, Joe. If I can only bring one of those two movies on a desert island, it's going to be Drive-In Massacre every time. Oh, boy. I'll agree with that. Uh, okay. So this week, and unless you had something else, I, I didn't see anything that wasn't theme-related this week. So. Well, I, I no. mean, I, I watched... Uh, uh, that episode of Little House in the Prairie that you recommended, Joe. Oh, that's right. Or, or uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, uh, Mark was talking about watching Little House in the Prairie to cleanse his palate from all the horror we've been watching. And I told him, I said, why don't you watch the episode called Sylvia? And when I described what happened, if it, you're muted, Mark, but uh, the... But it, when I described what happens in the episode, Mark at, at first thought that I was like telling him a sick joke or something like that. But it, it's actually true. It is the most disturbing episode of Little House on the Prairie. There's a little girl who, or well, like middle school age girl or something like that, whose date, who is kind of the first love of of the the son named Albert, right? Albert, yeah, Albert. And and she gets attacked and like basically raped i believe by oh she's raped because she gets yeah. knocked up oh she was pregnant yeah she gets oh. pregnant oh by my a god guy, and it by a guy in the creepiest clown mask ever too and it, I, I, when i've told that to people about that episode because i remember when i was a little kid we watched it my mom loved little house in the prairie and i'd watch it with her a lot and that episode scared the crap out of me i was probably about their age about fourth grade maybe fifth grade something like that when i saw it and that scared me that scared me to death it was a horrifying it was it wasn't so much scary as it was it just really disturbing it's disturbing in my memory and and she dies at the end she dies at the end because yeah uh, it's a two-part now you spoiled it it's a two-part well that's true (laughs) who's watching nobody's watching nobody's gonna watch it Anyone listening to this podcast is not watching, other than Mark, I was, is not I was making my out. way up to it. I only got up to season four, and now I'm not even going to bother anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no point now, Joe. Yeah. It's, but, just, it's, it's just funny that I'm cleansing my palate with Little House in the Prairie, and of course, Matt Tex is going, you know, uh, you should really see uh, uh, Sylvia. Did. I'm like, you <laughs> twisted, what kind of twisted mind... It just comes up with that. It's like Matt is all horror nonstop. I'm watching Little House on the Prairie for uh, cleansing my palate, and right off the bat, Matt's going, "You got to watch season seven of this." Of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" So I watched it, and I actually jumped because before the the guy in the clown mask like grabbed so Sylvia, it's still effective. It's like an, it's still it's an effective episode. Yes, there huh. was a jump scare where uh, before the guy in the clown mask grabs her, um, she, she scares some birds off, and I actually jumped. I'm just like, holy shit, and then, you know, he grabs her. It's just really demented and dark, and at the end, she dies, and, 
of course, the Little House in the Prairie, like, music at the end. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I'm like, it's so inappropriate. I'm like, where, why did they, why, why did this episode even exist? I, I it, don't understand. Michael Landon. Michael has, Landon. Yeah, I, I don't understand what he was thinking because that was, it's so out of place. It's so unlike anything else that was ever on that show. I mean, there were a couple kind of dramatic episodes, but there was never anything like that. That was insane. And it, didn't even, the guy who attacked her, who, who, he did, would, he, who did he, he turn was, out to be? He, he Albert's was, boss. No, yeah, it was <laughs> Albert's boss. How did you know? Mark, did you watch it? it? Oh. No. He looked oh, it up online. No, he, he was like a, a blacksmith or something. And yeah. it doesn't even explain like why he was doing what he was doing. Because she but, was hot. But even Laura Ingalls slapped Sylvia in the face because she, she's, like, she's got post-traumatic you know, distress, whatever. And Laura's going, stop it, Sylvia, stop it. And it slaps her right across the face. I'm like, this, this episode, these episodes are crazy. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It's nuts. I can't believe we're talking about Little House in the Prairie. I will yeah, say anyway. this. I brought up this episode to a couple people that I know have seen the entire series. And I, I showed them, I didn't bring up the name of the series first. I just asked them if they were an avid watcher and they said yes. And then I showed them a picture of that mime mask, that clown mask. That, and both of them were just like, <gasps> to, it's like they're scarred for life and they can never unsee that image. Oh, yeah. It, it's a, it, I mean, I, I challenge all of you listeners to search uh, photos on Google of the episode Sylvia from Little House on the Prairie because that clown mask is probably it's scarier than I think either it clown mask or clown face. I I, I don't would know about love, that. I would love to see that mask make a comeback and see that all over <laughs> trick or treating this year's Halloween. It's it was kind of a it's kind of a mime right mask. Yeah. yeah yeah and mimes are freaky. Let me just say. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So we we do need to get to our to our as much as I want to talk about Little House, uh, we do need to get to our our theme, which is it was my choice this time, and I, actually I'm probably going to be three three, I'm going to owe you three or whatever because the next two are kind of I suppose sort of my choice, but um, not real I don't know whatever, uh, but the theme for tonight is and I, I i'm still struggling to say what how to say it but i guess hauntings is the theme ghosts and hauntings would be the theme for this one it's it's interesting because this theme, this it what constitutes a haunted house in a movie oft because it's not just ghosts very rarely in fact when you think about it do the do these movies do the spirits in these movies turn out to be just ghosts? There's something more malevolent about them usually. Usually there's some demonic force involved, some sort of maybe Satan worship or whatever. But often it turns out there's something more than just ghosts involved in the in the place. But I I just love this this genre. And I think that when it's well done... This is the genre that that does it for me in terms of giving me the heebie-jeebies more than any other. It's not well done that often, unfortunately, but when it is really well done, it's it's a creepy thing for me, and this is what I get the goosebumps about. Uh, and so, I, I you know, if I do get scared by a movie, it's usually something to do with the the afterlife or something to do with with ghosts or a presence in the house. So when we're talking about insidious 
the conjuring, the changeling, the haunting, you know, going all the way back. And these are probably, I, I, I would say that ghost stories are probably the most consistent story in human history. All going all the way back to campfire clans of people sitting around the campfire talking about uh, lost loved ones and ancestors and that sort of thing, all the way up until we get into, you know, the Middle Age, or actually in Roman times, they, there were a couple plays written by, um, I can't remember the name of the Roman philosopher, Greek, I'm sorry, Greek times. There were a couple plays having to do with ghosts. There were in the Roman times, uh, the first ghost as far as we know, anyway, the first ghost story where the ghost actually has chains on him was during Roman times. And then, of course, it's a re repeated uh, thing in a repeated part of Shakespeare, ghosts involved in a lot of Shakespearean plays. And then into the 1800s, when horror really started to become a genre in literature, you started to see some ghost stories there. And all the way, you know, in the history of movies, the, the first horror movies were ghost stories in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So it's a it's a genre that is spread that has spanned human entertainment for ages. And it's something that we all are fascinated by. Obviously, religion has is, you know, and all of all all of the religious institutions that we have in the world, they're all devoted to some idea of the of the afterlife or 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 so what comes after now. And it's something that that fascinates us and kind of scares us. The idea of our loved ones coming back or people who used to live where we live still kind of being there. It's it's a fascinating uh, genre to me, and it's one. It's probably my favorite. It's right up there with slashers and and all of those. So, uh, what what uh, I uh, who wants to start us off with a movie that you watched, Joe? Okay, Mark's pointing at me. Uh, here was a good one: The Haunting, as yeah. you already mentioned, 1963, The Haunting. A uh, brief synopsis is there's a house, uh, a hill house that people thought for years was going to be haunted. And a doctor, a researcher, decides he's going to take an investigative team up there. It's like their earliest ghost hunters. They go and they want to spend a few days in, in this house and do their research and see if there really are ghosts. And he brings uh, a young skeptic along with him, I believe his name is Luke. He's actually the guy who's supposed to be inheriting the mansion um, once the current owners die and brings uh, a couple more people, a clairvoyant named Theodora and a insecure little lady by the name of Eleanor, whose psychic abilities uh, really tune her into the ghosts that are, are present there. And they, they start to live in the house and experience a lot more than what they had originally expected. Um, but this, the, this is a great film. This is uh, what encompasses the entire genre of haunted house films. Yep. Uh, this is the building blocks of this, this subgenre. Wonderful seeing this type of cinematography where they're creating such a wonderful mood in a black and white film. I mean, it's amazing what you can do simply with shadows. Right. And, and some great acting and some wonderful Foley work, some sound effects. Uh, there's no blood and gore or any of that other stuff, but it's still, even today, watching it, you know, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. 
It's it's more of a mystery, I guess. Uh, a lot of these have a mysterious air to them rather right. than just purely hauntings. It's line of, kind of a Scooby-Doo type of thing, like who's really doing this? Who's the, yeah. you know, or, the guy? Or what's the purpose of the ghost that is there? If it is a real right. ghost, what's the purpose? Yes. What are they What are they? Why are they there? Yeah, yeah, why are they there? But this, uh, you know, I when we started this, I'm like, all right, I want to go back as far as I can to try to find, you know, the early ones, the classics. And uh, this is this is a perfect example. So The Haunting from 1963. Yeah, I watched this one, too. And I, it's again, it's one of my favorite uh, horror movies, one of my favorite ghost stories, for sure. And I loved the there's just if you've read the book, it's from a, a book by Shirley Jackson. And based on that book. And if you've read the book, there's something going on in the house that's more than just a haunting even. In the movie, it, it focuses a little bit more, I think, in the on the haunting aspect. But there's something so disorienting about the cinematography, the ang- camera angles. There's so many angles where there's a mirror in the background, of it, like behind someone, and you can kind of see them in the mirror too, where you get this idea that there's almost two dimensions more or multiple dimensions in this house and which one are we in it, it it's certainly not overt it's not something that's 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 directly mentioned but the idea there that there's something uh, other not just otherworldly but another other dimension uh, extra dimensional going on too it's a fantastic film i i love the atmosphere too and of course it's set in a very typical haunted house the the out out there the exterior shots that are fantastic as well of that castle looking structure yeah um and of course one of the first uh major films to depict overtones of 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 a gay uh, character it's not openly said it's sort of like in the book the same way the woman uh, sort of has lesbian uh, inclinations it seems like and she at times seems to be hitting on the the main girl and so but for that time 1963 that's uh, unbelievable racy yeah pretty racy and of course that was in the book as well but so they they probably could only do so much of it and it had to be very subtle. It couldn't certainly be overt at that time, but uh great movie. Yeah. Good one, Joe. How about you, Mark? Uh, yeah. Um, I watched house, uh, the 1986, uh, uh, version. Um, good one. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, house is created by my boys. Uh, the Friday 13th crew, uh, Steve minor was, <laughs> Joe's laughing already. Uh, yeah, uh, Steve Miner was the director of House. I thought you were going to say you're Lost Boys. No, uh, but yeah, he uh, Steve there are no Miner. Quarries in it. <laughs> no Corys. Uh, no, uh, Steve Miner, who direct, who was the director of House, was uh, the director of Friday Thirteenth Part Two and Three. Uh, Sean Cunningham, wa- who produced the original Friday Thirteenth, uh, was the producer of this, and even uh, they brought in the composer of. Um, uh, Friday Thirteenth, the original. Uh, the cast is with uh, William Cat from the TV show uh, Greatest American Hero, one of the greatest uh, uh, opening uh, songs ever. Like Believe It or Not, I love that song. Uh, George Wentz in it uh, from Cheers, and even Richard Mull from Night Court. So I mean, it it, it was just all like a few of just uh, at the height of you know George Wentz's career and Richard Mull's, you know brings him in there. 
Um, it's it's a comedy horror with uh, a lot of fun bits and um, tons yeah, of practical effects. Too. Tons of practical effects. I mean, uh, yeah, it it it, it yeah, you got a mounted swordfish that comes to life uh, that Roger has to fight. Um, there's ghouls running around the house. Uh, hijinks with his neighbor George went killing a monster in the closet with the with the harpoon gun. Um, funny flashback scenes with Richard Mull in Vietnam firing machine guns. Just really uh, a super fun. And, uh, yeah, you can watch it free on Amazon uh, Prime. It's a super fun film. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's a good one. I like it. I, I still haven't seen Part House 2 yet. but um, I did. It's not good. It's not yeah, good. I heard yeah. mixed things about it. I just yeah. love the tagline, House 2, the second story. The second yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first movie that I watched in this theme was 2015's Crimson Peak, directed by Guillermo del Toro. And this is this is a lush, lavish-looking gothic horror. It's a it, it's the ghosts in it are not necessarily the main focal point of the film. There's there's really more of a uh, almost a psychological thriller aspect to it. But basically what it is, it's set in, it it begins set in early 1900s, late 1800s New York. And this girl who is basically of Marian age, uh, her dad is a a wealthy businessman. And there's a a couple, a a brother and sister from England. Uh, he's a lord of a of an estate in England, and he has an invention for a, it's like a mining invention for mining clay, and he needs money f- to fund it. And so they come to the United States to get money, and this girl's father is trying to decide whether he wants to, and so the lord actually proposes to the daughter uh, through a series of events. The father dies and the girl winds up marrying this guy. Well, there are ulterior motives involved in this marriage and it's, everything is not ex- uh, exactly above board. And so with that, when she gets to England and lives on the estate, it's this sort of rotting uh, castle that is kind of falling apart. It seems like it's sinking into this red, red, red clay. It's very Tim Burton-esque looking. I mean, it's very Guillermo del Toro looking too. He had, you know, his movies always have a really uh, strong aesthetic and and uh, art direction and everything. And the, the sets are amazing. The costumes are fantastic. It, it's it's really beautiful to behold. Where the ghosts come in is they really are coming in to warn the girl that hey, things aren't right and everything. But there's some pretty creepy ghosts that come in. It's not scary by any means but it's not bad i i gave it i think three cuts three maybe three and a half it's not too bad but i hadn't seen it before so i was i was happy to check it out and that was crimson peak of course i watched the the haunting too but we'd already talked about that so uh joe what was the next one you watched uh, I wanted to stay with the classics just because I like the first one so good. So uh, I went with the 1959 classic, House on Haunted Hill. Uh, when I was a kid growing up outside of uh, Chicago in LaSalle, Peru area, we used to get WFLD as a kid. And on, I think it was Saturday afternoons, they used to have this guy, Sonus Fanguli, 
used to dress up uh, with yep. the yes, you know, the hell yes, makeup. The monster, oh yeah, he used to the top hat and he had monster a, rally movie the or skeleton whatever. in yes. the coffin that would come out. Oh my god, yep. what a yep. great! Show. So I used to I used to spend my Saturday afternoons watching Son of Svengooly, and I would always be really excited when there was going to be a Vincent Price movie. Uh, Vincent Price just always fascinated me. He's such a presence, and yeah. uh, so he of course is in this film. Uh, he plays the eccentric, eccentric millionaire, uh, Frederick Lauren. So him and his fourth wife, uh, Annabelle, who they've decided to bring five people into their house, and he's going to pay them all $10,000 if they can survive the night. And he even brandishes them with, uh, there's these seven little coffins that he opens up and each one of them has a revolver in it. And I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. I would gladly do this. Uh, and I, I, I did the math. $10,000 back then would be about $92,000 today. Oh, damn. So yeah. Mm. Uh, go ahead. You, you pick the house. I'll stay the night for 92 grand piece of cake. Oh, yeah. No problems. Yeah. But, uh, I, again, this is one of those films that, you know, a mysterious scream off stage, you know, and some little drops of chocolate syrup coming off the ceiling, dripping onto somebody's hand and telling us that it's blood, uh, really dark contrasting shadows and no real special effects to be, you know, seen. It still creates such a creepy atmosphere. It's all ambiance with these films and it's great acting. These people sold this story so well, and there've been, you know, remakes and remakes upon remakes of this type of film. But this, this was a classic. This is something, again, I think you should, you know, it should be the second classic horror movie that you watch. So again, House on Haunted Hill, 1959. I, I, I watched it too. I, I, I don't think I had the same reaction as Joe. I thought, I mean, it's fun to watch the acting back in the, in, in their time. They're, you know, they're, they're all on contracts. They all have this certain way that they talk. This was actually uh, uh, the first Vincent Price movie I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, yeah, believe it or not. Um, I had no idea Vincent Price was so tall. That guy is monstrously tall. Um, and he's great, and he's, like, super jealous, you know, with his wife. Um, the practical effects were, I thought so cheesy and i know it's like back in the day you could do what you can do i mean you can see the wire hanging from the skeleton coming out of the acid pit um the scary uh like witch or the ghost of the old woman and obviously she's on a this like uh rolling uh device and it's i i I was kind of laughing you know when she was like coming into the room and coming out um it's but I, it it was a fun movie. I really enjoyed watching it. But um, yeah, it, it's I, I it's pretty dated, and um, um, you know it's 1959, so of course it is. Um, I don't. It was just one of those films where I just thought it was kind of dated, and eh, it it it, it was an iffy thing for me. Yeah, I mean it's uh, th- those that that time period. You kind of have to think of it in its own time period when you, when you're watching it it's their effects aren't going to be as as great as ours but i love the atmosphere in that movie i didn't watch yeah. it this time but i'd seen it a few years ago again and i've seen it a couple times and and i love the atmosphere in that and that's really what i want and when i see it when i watch a haunted house movie i want it 
you know, I want my atmosphere in my area to be like that too. And I want it to be one of those chilly nights and you get blankets out and, and I want the atmosphere in the movie to be like that as well. That house is, is gorgeous, by the way. It was kind of like a modern, uh, house that, uh, they did. It's not like one of those, uh, um, regular creepy, you know, ratchet uh uh haunted houses it was it, it was a modern look to it and boy what a looker annabelle was man she was smoking hot hot legs <laughs> <laughs> um all right so well i guess that was your next one eh uh so i the next one i watched i decided to branch out and watch a japanese or no i think this is korean actually yeah, it's a Korean film. The, a Tale of Two Sisters from 2003, directed by Kim Ji-Woon. Uh, basically, it is about a girl, little girl, or a, a, basically a teenage girl, I believe. She's recently re, uh, released from a mental institution and returns home with her sister, only to find only to face d- disturbing events between her stepmother and the ghosts haunting their house all of which are connected to a dark past in the family's history. So really it, it is, this, this girl comes home, she was in a mental institution, she comes home with her sister, and they both come back into the house. There's a stepmother now, apparently their mother had died. The pieces of this, it's, it's a little confusing at first, but you got to stick with it, because this movie does not explain what the situation is. We are dropped into the situation where these two girls return home, and we know that there had been a tragedy before they left, and that precipitated them leaving home and going to the mental institution, but you don't really know what exactly it is. You know the mother has died, their, their biological mother, that there's a new, young, beautiful stepmother that lives there now and that the dad is kind of distraught and beside himself all the time and there's a feeling in it the dad reminds me of uh the dad in hereditary uh what's i can't now i can't can't, for some reason tonight i cannot remember Gabriel, gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. I cannot remember names tonight for some reason. Uh, Gabriel Byrne. It remi- he reminds me a little of him. Like he's he just things start happening in the house and there's all this drama between the stepmother and the daughters, and he just doesn't want to get involved, and so he just kind of holds himself away and doesn't deal with it at all. But through over the course of the film, pieces are put together and. And you begin to see what really happened and what really transpired. And by the end, it is pretty a little on the disturbing side, and but it's it's very effective. There's some really excellent creepy moments in this thing where the ghosts there's ghostly activity and all that. But then there's a lot of there's a lot. Uh, it also reminded me of Hereditary in that way as well. In that there was a lot of family drama as well with the supernatural stuff, sort of on the fringes until the third act when the, when we start to see what caused everything to transpire. So this is a, it's, it's always on the list, at least the list that I was looking at of great haunting films. And it's a good one, 2003. And that is again, repeating it, a tale of two sisters. And you can find this on, I believe 
it's oh it's on a channel on Amazon channels called Horror TV. And you can do a, a free seven-day trial on Horror TV as if you add it as a channel on your Amazon. And then I think it's like $1.99 a month after that. There aren't a lot of – there's not a lot of choices on this channel yet. I don't know what they're planning to do with it. But this is one of them, and it's well worth the seven-day trial just to, to watch this because it was effective, very well acted, and beautifully shot. It, it's – there were some and there were some shocking scenes, a couple good jump scares and some very good creepiness in in, in as well as a story that was it, it was told so well, because like I said before, they didn't give you all the answers. In fact, they gave you very few and you just start piecing it together. And as an audience member, you're basically putting clues together yourself. They never really get explicit with anything. You just see stuff that leads you to put the the um, to connect the dots. and. I'm telling you, that's not an easy thing to do and have it be have it be understandable at the end. So uh, my I, I highly recommend that. A Tale of Two Sisters. Joe? I'm sticking with the classics, although I'm moving a little bit further ahead in time. Uh, I watched the, what was it, 1979 Amityville Horror? If you haven't seen this, it's kind of hard to believe you're listening to this podcast, but it's about a family that... Newlywood family, they move into a house. Uh, it's mixed family, actually. It's I believe they had just recently gotten married, but the wife, played by Margot Kidder, has three children of her own and uh, come to find out that the house is haunted. And I, James Brolin is just the man in this movie. Um, just the scenes with him chopping wood and brooding throughout the house, I mean... You can tell he really, he sold his role in this, which would, it made it very difficult for me to, to find out that he did meet George Lutz, the real George Lutz in person. And he visited the actual house that all this supposedly happened at. And he doesn't buy a word of it. Neither does Margot Kidder. So he still did, though, a very excellent job pulling this off. And and my favorite character in this entire movie is Rod Steiger, who played the priest yeah. that visited the house. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he was he was amazing. I found out they actually they poured honey on his head for that scene when he was in their bedroom trying to bless it, and all the flies were coming in. Did they do that? And yeah, they spread honey on the back of his head so to oh attract more of the flies. That's crazy. Um, although. The the for as demanding a, of a presence as Rod Steiger was in this film, his acting was just absolutely tremendous. But I feel so bad for him in one scene, and that's the scene where he's saying mass in church and he's blinded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a piece of the church structure that like falls, falls off into a, like on a zip line right at his eyes. All of a sudden he's blind, and it was so hokey and so yeah. poorly done. Yeah, that but, poor guy. They, they they don't even explain like really what happened to him. Even like afterwards, he's just. What blind. I don't understand he is like the, the emperor from uh, um, <laughs> Return of the Jedi at the end with the hood, the black hood, and all that. What what I don't understand though is the house is haunted. So why is he getting beaten up by the church? That he's you know he's miles away at the church. You'd think he'd be safe. Yeah. Well, in his own sanctuary. Well, well, because it's uh, uh, what, what, what's the guy's name from uh, Jaws? He, uh, 
Oh God, uh, Abraham uh, Mur- Murphy. Murray. Oh, uh, Murray Hamilton. Yeah, Murray Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, he's the same character. He's Murray Hamilton yeah. is a dick in every sh- in every, every movie that they use. Every one, man. I was laughing when I saw that. I was just going, "Oh my God, that's right, he's in there, and it's the same freaking character, but he's in a priest <laughs> costume." I couldn't believe it. Oh, Joe, did you realize that uh, this is basically uh, almost the same cast as Back to the Future? You know, at the beginning, the ball guy, the principal. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. And uh, the real estate woman is the same actress. Uh, Save the clock tower. Save the oh, clock right, tower. Oh, right, right. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So it was a great movie. Um, you should see it. And honestly, I will say I've seen the, I think it was 2005 remake with Ryan Reynolds. I liked it. I hated that one. I hated I, it. I, 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 was just, I was just about to say, I know a lot of people hate it. Oh Apparently, both God. of you do. I liked it. I thought it was good. Hey, that show, was a, a six, show a six-pack in the rain. Come I thought, on. Yeah, I thought that was another they, one I wanted to punch the movie in the face. Oh, my I, God. I thought they did a much better job of creating the folklore of what was actually buried behind or under the house. Oh, okay. I don't know. Rather than just, know. oh, it's a gateway to hell. Yeah, I do. I like gateways to hell better than anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my review. Nineteen seventy nine Amityville Horror. Yeah, you know, I, if you were alive in the seventies, all every teenager in America was talking about that movie. I remember I was little at the time, but I remember all the teenagers in our neighborhood, and there were tons for some reason. They were all talking about that movie, and I was like, oh my god, it's got to be the scariest thing ever. So I actually put off watching it for a long time, and I probably didn't watch it until I was like in high school myself and when i did i was yeah, kind of like me, yeah. oh it's not that scary but um yeah I, I it's a good one though i i watched it a few years ago and that pig scene still kind of gives me the creeps even though it's yeah. a little a little cheesy too but i i that still creeps me out it's a great movie it's yeah. it, it's 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 absolutely a classic mark what did you watch what's the next well, one well, you guys told me to watch uh, a series on Netflix called uh, uh, The Haunting on Hill House, correct? The Haunting of Hill House, yeah. The Haunting of Hill House. Um, Which is basically – now, uh, I'm, this ties into what Mar- or Joe watched because it is based also loosely, very loosely based on the book ha- Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, mm-hmm. which was the m- first movie Joe watched, The Haunting – is also based on that, so it's it's a, a similar story, but of course, Mark Mark Flanagan or Mike Flanagan did a completely different thing with it. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely fantastic. Um, I didn't do my homework on this. I didn't write a synopsis, and so uh, there could be a lot of Mark layups coming up. Markalisms, what, what do you call them? Markalepsies. Markalepsy. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically, it's it's a family. It. It's this story. It's I believe it's nine episodes, but this story is about um, a family that uh, comes in to renovate uh, this huge uh, uh, mansion, and it it goes back and forth from present to the past. Um, it's a family of I believe uh, one, two, three, like four kids. Um, two are twins. Um, you have uh, uh, the father who uh, is Henry Thomas from uh, E.T. Uh, he plays Elliot, and he has a wife who I believe was the actress from Gerald's Game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Flanagan's uh, uh, movie. And they're renovating the house, and 
Uh, there's hauntings, there's ghosts, there's creepy things that uh, happens. Um, and it goes back and forth of just like what actually happened. Um, it, it's so interesting because it, there's a it, little bit there's a little bit of the, of it in this, right? Like, yeah, because it, because we see the past when the kids are growing up and they're living there as children. And then. In, but instead of it kind of just had to, did it in two parts, right? They did the little kid part in the first movie and then they did the adult part in the second movie. But this cuts back and forth from those kids as adults. Yeah, yeah. This this series is the best horror series I think ever made for TV. This this yeah. series is amazing. Um, I I was enthralled from the very first episode all the way to the end. Um, believe it or not, I there weren't many jump scares except uh, the last episode, I believe, or maybe it was episode eight when uh, uh, the two uh, sisters are driving. Uh, towards the the mansion to uh, uh find oh, their yeah. brother. Yes, yes, yes. Holy god, did yeah. I jump. I That jumped was actually so a high. really really good jump scare, yeah. My god, guys. And you, and actually Mark, you the way now that you mention it, uh the fact that you said that there weren't many jump scares. Yeah, it made that matter. one way more effective. Yes, yes, cause you're because you're just so comfortable. You're so yeah. comfortable, and you're there just involved in the story and just yeah. the dialogue, and you're so involved with the characters because a lot of people are saying that uh, this series was like a slow start because they're introducing each character on each episode, really getting you involved. Yep, and each episode is basically a movie because I think each episode is like 49 minutes long to 54 minutes. And, uh, one of my favorite uh, favorite episodes was, uh, uh, the drug, uh, user, uh, uh, I, I forgot his yeah, name. Kim, yeah. The brother. Yeah. But what a great episode that was. Um, yeah. That was great. Yeah. It, and, and he was it, being followed. They were all being followed by a different character from the house, right? Yes. A yes. different ghost. Yeah. Yeah, and and just with him, and there was so the fact that uh, this is what's so great about TV and um, streaming that I absolutely love. I know it's destroying you know movie theaters and everyone's streaming, but man, what a way to really develop characters! And that's yeah. what I love about horror films when they really develop characters. And boy, did they do that! I mean, Mike Flanagan hit this out of the park. And I, I know he did another series afterwards, uh, something Bly Manor. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Manor. And I heard it's not as good. From, it's uh, not. A, it's not people. as. It's still good. It's definitely worth watching. It's still good, but it's not not nearly as good as Hill House. Yeah. Well, I don't know what can because I. I, I, I mean, it's an A plus in my book. I mean, I'm oh, talking yeah. like how many cuts I can give this. It's it's fantastic. Hunting of Bly Manor is please. Hunting of Bly Manor is basically the same cast too. It's it got yeah, Henry yeah. Thomas. It's got the main girl. It's it's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No, it's. Fantastic. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. But and I'd say it's the only television show that gave me the creeps too. That like kind of scared me. It's you know, so the, the, good. The, those first couple episodes where you don't know what's going on in the house, especially it was there were some creepy characters in that. Um, and, and and what a great haunted house! I mean, it was oh, just yeah. beautiful to watch. I mean, every nook and cranny is so well done. And there's there's 
if you haven't seen it before, it, it's it, it's a little distracting, but there are ghosts hidden in the backgrounds of scenes that you'll you'll see a scene between two people and if you look in the background behind one of them there'll be you'll see the like a shoulder of somebody standing in a sh in shadows or you'll see like a face looking in a window at the people while they're having their scene and it i i remember the first time i noticed it i was like what is that that's creepy i thought it was maybe a continuity error or like a crew member was caught on film yeah and then I looked it up, and there were ghosts hidden in scenes all throughout that series. So I thought it was fantastic. They don't really do that very much in Bly Manor, though. They did a little bit. But his new series has been getting rave reviews. Oh, that, awesome. That's, that's on Netflix. It's called Midnight Mass. So He's I did on an island, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I believe so. And it, it's gotten rave reviews. I've, I've uh, In fact... Uh, a couple of people I know th think it's the best horror thing they, of the year. So it's I, I'm excited for that one. I haven't started it because my wife had uh, we'd been running through the Sopranos and we just finished the Sopranos last night. So we're I'm going to be on to Midnight Mass soon. Uh, my next movie was well, I watched the change. I, I did a couple revisits. I revisited the Changeling. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's it was in my favorite movies of all time. I just wanted to watch it again, and it, it's so good. It's just so amazing. It's such a great script and such creepy moments in that. I love it. But but I did watch it. We watched a new one this weekend that I believe was a Shutter exclusive, and it's called Z, and it's about a boy who develops a an imaginary friend and this imaginary friend's name is Z and there's basically a family finds themselves terrorized by their 8-year-old son's imaginary friend it's a he's he's this creepy creature that you don't really see except in a couple flashes of the of the character that are very effective and pretty good jump scares it's not a great movie, but it, 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 it is that it sort of reminds me of Babadook a little bit. It's not as good as Babadook, but but it's similar in that they're not sure what's going on with the boy. They think he might be, you know, having some emotional issues. And at a certain point, it's hard to talk past a certain point because there is a revelation that happens that sort of changes everything. And so I, I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll get into the point where it's hard to to go, but there were some creepy moments and a, definitely a good atmosphere. I thought the acting was excellent. The boy was hit and miss a little bit, but there were some good creepy little kid things and the the parents were pretty good for the most part. It's not great, but it, it is on Shutter. It's called Z. So, uh, Joe, what's your next one or last one or whatever? My next one is The Vigil from 2019. I'm did both of you guys watch this? I watched it a um, yeah a while back. Okay, because I well I'll do a synopsis and then I have a question. So our main character, uh, name's Yaakov. He is a reformed, I guess, Hasidic Jew. They they start off the movie with him and so almost like a support, um, yeah, like a support group for guys yeah, that have recently left the church. Yeah, he's, and he's had some issue himself, too, but I, yeah. Right. And uh, he gets asked by a friend. He's he's low on faith and low on funds. And he coincidentally has a friend of his from the church who's a very devout 
practicing Hasidic Jew, asked him if he would be the overnight shimmer uh, in, the, in the Jewish faith. When somebody dies, they have somebody watch over the body. And I believe it's for three days, but he only needs to watch over this body for one night. Actually, I think it's five hours uh, because they're going to come to take the body away the very next morning at sunup. And all he's got to do I, is... I think the re- previous person who had done it didn't wouldn't come back or something like that wasn't right like somebody canceled on him so he he, he ran off he was scared okay so he it seems like a very simple job sit there watch the body for five hours the only other person left in the house is the widow and you know she was going to be upstairs sleeping for supposedly for most of the night uh anyway as you can very well imagine there are some things that are going to surprise you throughout the film he's constantly being haunted by a demon which was responsible or an entity i don't know what you would even call that thing uh which was responsible for providing us with the corpse and starts to go after our our star yakov um i i will say this the film does an excellent job of really closing in the walls and making you feel claustrophobic in this tiny little yeah. house in Brooklyn. Um, like you, you just feel like there's nowhere left for him to go. There is no escape. Right. But my question for you two is, do you think that the Hasidic Jew that hired Yaakov in the first place is well aware of the, was it the Masik? Yeah. The, the thing the was demon? called. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was well aware of it? And because of the fact that Yaakov left the church, that he was willing to sort of dupe him into getting the Masik's attention? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maliciously? I could see it that way, or I could see he just didn't believe there was anything wrong. Like, he he sets people up to do this all the time, and one guy ran out because he got creeped out or whatever, but... And I, I don't know, like I couldn't tell, it was hard to read that guy's motives, but I had it, I, yeah. I, I definitely felt like, I mean, he was paying him a lot of money to sit there, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't like just a little bit of cash. dollars yeah. But, but again, I was thinking that if he could have offered to pay him $40,000 and it wouldn't matter because if this massive thing was right. true, he wouldn't have to pay up in the, oh, the time morning point. comes. Yeah, good that's point. true. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like this movie. I, I just, did lost you watch all... it this, you watched it this time too? Yeah. Yeah. I watched oh, okay. it. The, the only problem I had with this movie, I mean, I love this movie all the way through. Um, it was a little dark in a lot of the film, of course, because you know, it's a haunted house, which, it's yeah. fine, but um, I mean, I really liked this movie until uh, he went into uh, the old lady's uh, room where, with all the wigs and whatnot, and she's going, you, you know, he's over there, and he says, okay, fine. So he starts wrapping himself up in black tape, and then he puts a GoPro on his head. Like I, I don't understand why he put a GoPro on his head. Nope, that's not what that was. What? That's not that's not black tape. That was black leather, and that uh, thing that he put on his head is a religious thing. It's uh, it, it's not mechanical at all. It was. It's not uh, a GoPro. It's not a GoPro. It was like. Oh a, no! I did a real good God. It was a Hasidic Jew. It was like a headdress type thing. Is that what it is? And it was. It, supposed it's a GoPro. To, no, it was this black. It was a rectangle, but it was this. That whole pack 
But Joe, that whole little why did, fanny why did pack. Why did the guy put on a miner's helmet? <laughs> well, no, you know, I, I I was thinking in the film, it's like, where did he get this GoPro? It's like they didn't show it in in the whole entire film. It, it, okay, you remember like in the Exorcist when the priests come to do the exorcism? Yeah, they put those, you know, on the the robes and the the scarves or whatever you call it, and. Okay, that's their gear to protect them against Satan. This is the Hasidic Jew version, oh and it's it ain't no GoPro. <laughs> I thought it was a GoPro. Oh, God. Well, okay, well, I like the film better now. Oh, no. I need glasses. I need glasses. It looked like a GoPro. I was like, why is he starting filming this, and why does he have a GoPro? He didn't get it from the house. Okay, well, it makes more sense now. All right. Yeah, yeah, oh, I can understand shit. why that would be confusing. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Where's Where's the live feed? Yeah. Well, I was like, why is he filming this? It's like, oh man. Okay, shit. Maybe the sequel would be like a found footage film. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, maybe yeah. they'll do a sequel and and we'll see everything through the GoPro. Of course, right. it's only, he was he only had the GoPro on for like five minutes, so it'd be a yeah, short one. Yeah. Uh, You're welcome for your pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, Mark. Well, it was no pussy, but um, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to to conclude, that was unless you had something else to say, Matt. No, about that movie. No, I, I mean, yeah. other than I, I really enjoyed that one. I, if you recall, I watched this uh, the same week that I watched. What was the one you didn't like? Cave, caveat. And remember, Caveat, I, I right, remember saying right. they're similar movies because yes. it's about a guy who has some kind of something in his history. In, in, right. in Caveat, you got to see more about what his history was, but then you did in this one. It was kind of hard to tell what his deal was other than he, would, he was sort of a non-practicing Jew. But yeah. Uh, but, in, it, but they were similar because there was a guy going into a house who had to just stay the night. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I liked about the, there there's various levels of how you can watch this film. I mean, there's a, a real deep dive where you could get into the symbolisms of him leaving his faith and questioning yeah. the Hasidic Jew lifestyle and how that, uh, you know, how he's wrestling with his faith as uh, that sort of personified as this demon. Oh, yeah. Um, or you can simply watch it as a haunted house film. Yeah, there were definitely layers to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed this one a lot, and it's still, it's it. I believe you know because I I keep track of the horror movies I'm watching that are new this year, and it's still in my top. I think top five for the year. This is this is 2019. But yeah, it was yeah, yeah it's but it's released this year. Was it? Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, okay. the, it was supposed to be released. Uh, actually, I think it was supposed to be released last year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's technically, I, I, everybody that I'm following is, is considering it a 2021 movie. Uh, I think it was a U.S. release or something like that this okay. year. Uh, well, I like it a lot more now. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, Matt, let's... Matt, please, please talk about Terrified. You have to, you have to. Oh, well, yeah, of course. You watched Terrified this, this, this week. Well, you go and ahead, because I, I, I have talked about it no, before, no, but... I... Now, oh, we, you did? I, no, I haven't talked about it at length. I've mentioned it before, but yeah, go ahead. No, 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 man, no, man. Do, 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 do the synopsis of Terrified because I didn't write the synopsis for it, but it's so good. You have to. It's an Argentine. It's it's an Ar- from Argentina. Yeah. It's it's a great film. It's it's basically about um, a, a block that's haunted. 
which is different than other, you know, haunted houses movie. It's a, it's a whole entire block. And specifically, I think a couple houses across the street from each other. Right. 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 And uh, this movie was so great. Um, I don't know why, but this movie reminded me of Ghostbusters. I don't know, Matt, if you could kind of relate to it because they bring. No, don't laugh, Joe. They, what what happens is 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 um, they bring a, a specialist of ghosts, a woman uh, who's yeah. like a specialist in supernaturals, and they have this awesome cop that I just fell in love with. He's great. He has yeah, a he's heart great. Pro- he he has a heart problem and yeah. and this movie is fantastic. I jumped out. What of a beginning! Skin. What a beginning! Huh? Oh God, the, the beginning in 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 the in the bathroom. Yeah, just. Back and forth. This is oh one. My gosh. This is one uh, that I put. Uh, it's my. It, it was in my top ten horror movies of the of the 2010s. Oh uh, my gosh! So it, I yes. put it. It's at number ten for me in the 2010s. I I think it's fantastic. And it's that awesome. that opening scene where the guy he and his wife go to bed, and then he wakes up and he hears this pounding sound, and he thinks it's the it's the neighbor. And he goes in, and it's his wife. Basically, she's being Back slammed against slammed. the walls by something that you can't see. And it was—it's—it's it's pretty shocking the way they filmed it. It was really good. What would, what was your? Because I did an oh my god, I did after uh, in the group chat. So what was yeah. your oh my god? Well, there were two really good jump scares. I, I don't want to go too far into them, but there was a scene where the woman runs out to the car. When yes, he, that was yeah. my, oh my God. And Michelle and I both were like, oh my God. Like the, that image was insane. Insane. And yeah. Uh, that, that was fantastic. But, but there's also sort of a time element to it. Kind of a time, uh, weirdness dreams, almost a dream logic. It's but like a different dimensions. What, I don't the, want to ruin thing, it too much. This woman, her son has died and they had the funeral. I think this all happens before the movie, right? Or, or how did, I can't remember how the boy died, but he, there, they go, the woman calls the police or, or these, paranormal people or something and it's been a while since i've seen it so i I need to catch up but that image there's a boy that comes back and he's been he's died and he was buried but yet she comes into the dining room and he's sitting there the boy is sitting there with a bowl of cereal and a glass of milk cereal and oh my god and he's he's so freaky he's frozen there with dirt all over him like he's crawled out of a out of a out of his he grave. did he did crawl yeah, because because yeah. there's mud mud prints leading up and everything and but he's sitting there just frozen and that image there, there's some it's images in this scary. that are just insane and i love great. this movie i'm so glad you got to watch it yeah yeah i saw it i wish joe watched it because when i'm watching this i, I texted in the group chat and i was like joe have you seen this and he's like no i'm staying away from him i was going i wanted joe's reaction because this film is got to be in my top 10 that i've seen all year it's fantastic yeah i really enjoyed this one now watch joe's, joe's gonna hate it but no uh <laughs> but the, hate it. okay why hate would you movie? say that i don't how know. can he hate this movie i don't There's know why no would way. you say that just because 
Because he's I, dead inside. He's dead inside. <laughs> Sometimes, often what I find scary are, are not things that you find scary. And, but anyway, uh, but, but I think that I'm saying that because we're building it up so much, and then you're going to be like, I know, eh, I know. It was all right. <laughs> it, was all, it, it was all right. No, it was fine. It was, it was fine. kind of boring. Anyway. Um, I don't no, know I'm you actually, guys are I'm, watching. I'm saving that for the other movie we're going to discuss. Okay. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Let's go, Joe, because I'm with so, you. Okay, go ahead. Talk about Satan Slaves. You guys didn't like it? One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Oh, I, you got to be kidding I wasn't, me. I wouldn't go that far. It's, Are you it's, kidding me? It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. This movie sucked. Um, at I was uh, three minutes and 14 seconds into this movie, and I uh, so I was very optimistic, and I, I just... <laughs> Knew I was in for a ride. It just looks beautiful. The cinematography, the music, the red titles. Um, and then it just tanked. This movie is not scary. It's laughable. You might have wanted to wait a little bit past 3 minutes and 14 seconds. Well, no, no. It, it, I think I was at uh, 41 minutes and 27 seconds uh, uh, into this movie, and I knew I hated it. Because I, I wrote it down. I, I, I literally wrote it down. Uh, this movie's absolutely atrocious. Matt, why don't you uh, tell the synopsis? No, Joe, you do it. You do it. You tell the synopsis on this. Well, I don't uh, think Joe hated as much as you did. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of middle of the road. I um, It's a family. Uh, there's a father... Uh, the mother's sick. It's set in Indo- Indonesia. In a, Indonesia, yeah. Is, yeah and yeah. it's very um, unusual because you don't normally see an Islamic culture in a horror movie. It's very rare. Right, right, right. Um, the the mother was, uh, I, I don't want to call it a pop star, but she was a recording artist. Right, yeah. And uh, but she's you know she's sick in bed and you know, the family's struggling for money and they have a grandmother that lives with them too and their youngest child their son is deaf I believe just communicates via sign language yeah he's deaf yeah um so anyway I I I hope I'm not giving this away yeah I don't want to say any more about it because the the one thing I was going to say is going to give away the ending. Well, I thought there were some there's some good set pieces. about the sun. I, there were some good set pieces um, in it with the like the blanket. You know, they were throwing that blanket or whatever. Oh, and, and uh, she's like yeah. kept on going with it. I, yeah. There were some decent jump scares in there. Yeah. That was one of them jump in particular. I, I I, there's very... no jump scares in this movie. No. I way. mean, you could oh, see yeah, it was coming, several. but I mean, I I. The perfect one was, it was kind of a dream sequence where she, the daughter goes into the room and sees the mother out of bed With staring the at the window. And the bell. And yeah. All that, yeah. And then she goes to put her hand on her shoulder and right before that she turns and looks in the bed and her mother's in the bed. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, that, that, I thought that was pretty effective too. Yeah, the, I, the, I, the only qualm I had with it is that it it, it could have been cut down a bit. I thought it, it the third act dragged it a bit. It yeah. was dragged, yes. Well, look, um, it, it, that's, as, as beautiful as as uh, some of these shots are, I mean, the director misses the beats to scare to scare you. In my opinion, no, I, I mean, didn't feel I, that way. Uh-uh. I mean, I I I know if, if I'm used to jump scares, I I don't know. I, it's a different story with directing, but I'm, I'm sometimes not scared watching these films. I mean, do you guys know, know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I wasn't scared at all. 
I, I, it was laughable. I thought the acting was absolutely hor- horrific. I like the I like the story and I liked the the cinematography. Good story. The, the I I thought the director did an excellent job when the town or cult I guess yeah. came to reclaim their prize and they're all standing out there with the umbrellas. I thought that was a very nice creepy it, atmosphere that he established. My problems I have two problems with it. First one was it was just way too long. Yeah, it was, drug too, on. It was definitely too long. They, Super they long. could have they could have told that story in eighty minutes. Uh, and then the second part is I have a real big issue when you're in a horror film and the way that you defeat the ghosts is you just love your family. Yeah, harder. yeah, that, that, yeah. that I'm like, it's just uh, who's directing this? Kirk Cameron? Yeah. I don't want to see this. It, it definitely was, had you, third act problems. Yeah, yeah. There, there was like two minutes of them just uh, singing on a couch for crying out loud, waiting for the uh, the car to come. With all that happening and they're just laughing and singing on the couch. Just freaking leave, man! It's it's day, and then, and, then, and then they sleep for there for another night. How stupid is that? Yeah, this that seemed really horrible. contrived. That this movie's horrible, horrible. I like I said, I'm not going to say it's horrible. It's but horrible. Yeah, that oh that if I ordered a car and 12 hours draw, uh, go by and the car hasn't shown up yet, yeah. Coincidentally, I'm not just going to. Oh well, <laughs> oh, I guess that we'll just. Shit Oh yeah, I you guess just dragged the, the kid down in a well. You're dr- diving in a well. I guess we'll just sleep in our clothes. Yeah. Stupid movie. That that part was a tad contrived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but overall, I like the movie. I think it's a good one. Um, I don't know how you do that, Mark? You're watching it wrong. No, uh, I did not watch that. So <laughs> you had your head up your butt. Let's see, Martyrs Lane was my next one, and. This one I just watched today because I had been I had been kind of not I wouldn't say I was dying to see it but it had been on my radar because it's a new one on Shutter and this I yeah I liked it I thought it it's not great but I gave it I did give it three and a half cuts so I think it's a good movie there it's basically again it's another movie where you're not quite sure what the whole situation is but there's this little girl. And she notices that her mom has a locket around her neck all the time. And she's wondering what is in that locket. It's it's a fascination she has about this locket on her mom. When she finally opens it, there's a curl of blonde hair. And so she, her mom starts to wake up or I'm sorry, her mom's asleep and she sneaks into her bedroom and opens the locket to see. No, I'm sorry. I got that wrong again. The the mom is actually taking a shower and she had set the locket on the counter. So she sneaks into the bathroom and opens the locket, finds the, the hair. Well, the hair is like tightly like spooled into the locket. And so when she opens it, it kind of undoes and she can't get it back in. And the mom starts, she hears the mom turn off the water in the shower. So she runs off with it and in the middle of the night, she goes into her mom's bedroom to try to get it back into the locket, which is around her mom's neck, and her mom wakes up. And so she runs out of the room and throws it out the window so, so she doesn't get in trouble. And then she starts being visited by this little girl in the window. And it, it the scene sort of reminded – do you remember – Did you guys have you guys ever seen Salem's Lot, the original, the, the old one? 
Oh hell yeah! Oh, hell long, yeah. long, long, yeah. And, and you know the ago. you know the scene where the boy's in his bed and the boy and there's that his friend comes floating over to the window yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's there's, scary. Yeah, it, it it's similar, a little similar at first anyway to that. This girl, she looks in her window and there's this little girl, a very ghostly looking girl in her window, and she comes in and they start playing games, and she starts telling her where she can find things. And that's about where I'll leave it because the rest of it starts to be kind of be a, a mystery like a lot of these movies are. And it it goes in a fairly typical place, but it's it's an hour and a half long. It's, it, it works pretty well. The ending ending gets a little cheesy. So I didn't care for the ending. The tone of the movie is very much a slow burn kind of film there but the the relationship between these two little girls is fantastic and they're both amazing actresses but and and the rest of the cast is good too but there's there's and there's a darkness to the film there's this kind of weird edge to the film most of the time and then at the end it kind of devolves into this very cheesy uh ending that 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 was i mean it's not a happy ending but it did it gets a little I don't know. It's hard to explain without giving away too much, but it gets a little cheesy at the end. Overall, though, I, I do recommend it. I give it three and a half stars. It's on Shudder, and it's called Martyr's Lane. So it, it's a good, pretty good haunting film. Yeah. All so right, here any, we go. Did you guys have any others, or are we on to Joe's new thing? Yeah, we're going on Joe's new thing because this could be the longest episode ever. Oh, no. <laughs> I, There's just I so much to talk watched... about. I what also watched Insidious, Insidious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, that's we a, don't need to talk about that. Is Everybody's that the first time it. you'd seen it? No, it was my oh. second. I rewatched okay. it. I liked yeah. it. I don't yeah. know that I've seen all the others, but uh, I yeah. Haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I, see I love that with the movie. movie. I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So, enough of that. We're on to the fun stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I came up with a new game. Uh, it's called What's My Tagline? So what I've done is I've gone through and I've looked at the taglines for 15 famous haunted movies. Ooh. Oh, God, no. Beautiful. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the tagline, and I don't honestly expect you to get the name of the movie off the tagline. So after each tagline, I will one at a time read three clues about that film. Excellent. And and I would hope that after reading the tagline and the three clues, one of you guys should be able to get what the name of the movie is. You okay. would think. So, you would think. Yes. Yeah. One would think. One so, would think. again, your name is your buzzer, and uh, you guys understand the rules? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You all ready to go? Yes. Yes. Mark. All right. Question number one. Sooner or later, they will find you. No takers? Matt. No takers. Matt. The others. Yes, that is correct. Shit. Wow. Matt, you better not be researching on your computer while you're I'm doing not, this. I'm not. My hands are up. Get your um, hands up. <laughs> yeah, released in 2001, takes place at the end of World War II, starring Nicole Kidman. Those were my three clues. All right. Okay, question number two. My hands are for up. God, for God's sakes, get out. Mark? Mark? Amityville Horror? That is correct. Yes! I was going to say that. I was thinking it was just get out. But 
released in 1979, that, yeah. takes place along the coast of Long Island and starring Josh Brolin. No, James Brolin. James Brolin, yeah. James yes. Brolin. His dad. Not Ryan Reynolds. His dad, yes. And not Ryan uh, Reynolds, no. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, question number three. An experience beyond total fear. Oh, this is familiar. Hit number one, released in 1980. Say say the line again. An experience beyond total fear. Matt. Matt. The Shining? No. Hint number two, takes place in a mansion. Last hint, starring George C. Scott. Oh, God. Oh, uh, uh, the changeling. Yes. I Holy known shit. That one. Yeah, that's her, uh, that's, that, that's her movie. That's her boy right there. So, Which is a great movie. Thank- Matt's got one. Mark's got two. Great recommendation, Uh-oh. though, Matt. That, that movie was a little life-altering. That movie is so damn good. Yeah, it's a classic. Okay. Question number four. Ding dong, you're dead. Matt. Matt. House. That is correct. So I did you oh! That hurt. Uh, released in 1985, takes place in a... 86. House of a novelist aunt, and uh, stars a real American hero. Question number five. Uh, in every mind... There is a door that has never been opened. In every mind, there is a door that has never been opened. First hint, released in 1999. Matt. Matt. Stir of Echoes. That is correct. Second hint was takes place in Chicago, and third hint was it's only six degrees away. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah that's good alright so three to two um, question number six the Dolphin Hotel invites you to stay in any of its stunning rooms except one Dolphin Hotel Matt Matt 1408 that is correct question number seven what happens when you sleep Released in 2007, shot in 10 days, the entire film. Paranormal Activity. That is correct. Shit. Question number eight. In this house, if you've seen one ghost, you haven't seen them all. In this house, if you've seen one ghost, you haven't seen uh, one. Uh, Mark, Mark, uh, 13 Mark. Ghosts? No. Shit. Released in 1988, the film was also, or, I'm sorry, the film was almost called Scared Sheetless. This movie, was the, this movie was the first DVD sent out on Netflix mail service in 1998. And you said, did you say the movie is 1988? Yes. 1988. Say, say, say the tagline again. In this house, if you've seen one ghost, you haven't seen them all. 
Um, I don't know. Uh, nothing but trouble. Nope, both wrong. It was Beetlejuice. Oh crap! Oh. Question number nine. For the sake of your sanity, pray it isn't true. What year? That day he hasn't said I, yet. I didn't give a year. For the sake, For of, the your sake of your sanity, pray it isn't true. Hint number one. Released in 1973. Oh, The Exorcist. Mark, The Exorcist. Yeah. That's, that's, no, that was... Uh, it is 1973 would be the Legend of Hell House or or something like that. Hell House. The Legend of Hell House. Well done, Matt. Okay. Uh, question number ten. The tagline is a masterpiece of modern horror. Matt. Matt. The Shining. Yes. Dear God, well, that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen. Just playing. Uh, number eleven. It never forgives. It never forgets. Hmm. Ooh. Hit number one, released in 2004. Never forgives and never forgets. Hit number two, takes place in Tokyo. Oh, the, uh, Mark, 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 The Grudge. Mark The Grudge Good is right. Good job, Mark. Oh, yeah, it's too late now. <laughs> I'm going to be 0 for 4. I hate, I hate you guys sometimes. Okay, uh, question 12. A love tale, a horror story. Love tale, a horror story. Released in 2007. Executive producer was Guillermo del Toro. Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark. Mark. Uh, wait, no, no, no. I know, I know. Um, um, Pants Labyrinth. Wrong. Last hint for Matt. Over 400 children auditioned for the role of Simone. Oh, shit. Oh, God. You know what? I can't think of the name of this now. I can't think of the name of it. I, I got it. I got All right. it. I got no, it. I we'll, got we'll it. We'll throw that one no, away. I got it. I got it. But you already gave a wrong answer. You're done. What was that one? So what is it? The Orphanage. Oh, The Orphanage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I should have known that because I love that movie, too. Uh, number 13. The tagline is, See Evil. See Evil. All right. Mark looks like he wants to poop. <laughs> he looks like he's got a really strong poop. He's, he's what, throwing whoa, a tail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I just stopped because I don't know if this is a haunted house movie or not. Because, I mean, it is a haunted house movie, but is, is it a house haunted house movie? So uh, give me a second one. Uh, it was released in 2002. Oh, it's not that one. Nominated in 2016 by the media website ComingSoon.com as the best opening scene in a horror film. 2002. 2002. Last Hint, starring a very reluctant Juliana Margulies. Uh, I cannot believe you guys aren't getting no, it. No, no, I know it. Uh, the House on Haunted Hill. No. Matt. No? Matt. Go- ghost Ship. Correct. Damn it. 
Don't you remember that opening scene where they're all dancing out on the deck yes. of that ship liner and yeah. the cable oh, snaps yeah. and cuts everybody That's in half? Right. That yeah. yeah. Oh, I love what that film. Yeah, that was great. <sighs> okay, number 14. Evil Loves Innocence. It's so random. Evil Loves Innocence. Released in 2013. Takes place in a dilapidated Rhode Island farmhouse. The original working title of this film was The Warren Files. Matt. Matt. The Conjuring. That is correct. I hate myself. Uh, well, you don't have to hate yourself much longer. Run to the last one. Thank God. And I'll give you ten points for whoever gets this. <laughs> okay, done, 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 done. Go. Check your pulse at the door. If you have one. First hint. Released in 2003. Second hint. It stars a donkey, a doll, and a general. The hell? A donkey, a doll, and a general. general. Yep. 2003. Check yep. check your last hint. Check your the structure was influenced by both coasts. What? Say it again. The structure was influenced by both coasts. Uh You got another one? You got another hint? Nope, that's all I got. Two thousand three? Yes. <laughs> check your what was it again? Check your, Check your pulse, pulse at, the, at the, door. the door if you have one. Boy, I don't know. I don't know that one. Wait, hang Throwing on. Throwing in the towel? I'm not. Uh, 2003. Yeah, I don't Japan, know. Tons of Japanese movies. What, what, uh, a donkey, a doll, and a general. Donkey and general. I have no idea. What the... F- all right, the answer is Disney's A Haunted Mansion. Oh, God. Shut up, you mansion. asshole. I've never seen <laughs> you that. You asshole. I've never seen that movie. Okay, here's donkey. what I meant. Uh, the donkey was Eddie Murphy, who played the donkey in Shrek. Uh, it also has... What um, is but he's not an actual donkey Gen- in the movie, is he? Gen- he's not in the Jennifer, movie. Jennifer, these are hints. Jennifer Tilly is in it, and she plays Bride of Chucky. Oh she was God. the doll. I hate you. And, I hate and also you, stars... Terrence Stamp, who played General Zod in Superman. Oh, my God. There's your general. What the hell? How are we supposed to it, get it, that? That's ridiculous. That was horrible. That's horrible. Uh, well, it's even if I threw out the last one, Matt still won. Uh, of course. Is it, is it? Nine, nine to three. I only got three right. You only got three I right. Hate, oh. I hate, I that hate. was a, That was a tough one, Joe. That but was a tough one. Yeah. It was fun, and that's yeah. actually... That's actually that, Great idea, Joe. Yeah, that was a good idea, Joe. Thank you. That was a great idea. All right. Well, this was a supersized episode of the Sinister Podcast. Hour nine of the Sinister Telethon. (laughs) You can can cut the court scene out. All right, people. (laughs) That that might save some time. (laughs) I okay, so the next uh, the next episode we'll be doing Again, we'll be Halloween, and we'll be in Hell the yeah. middle of Shocktober, so uh, good luck 
watching your Shocktober viewings. And uh, please let us know what you're watching in our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Mr. Mark Piscati is on Twitter, rocking it out. Uh, and we've got some extra fun uh, announcements for next time, too. Uh, some interesting things I think you're going to enjoy next time. So, And also check the uh, social media outlets for the contest winner. Because this will oh, come out right. on October Yeah, yeah, 1. yeah, that's right. Yes. We're naming my uh, 12-foot skeleton out in front of my house. We're naming that, and we've had a whole bunch of ideas and suggestions. So uh, we're I'm still trying to figure out which one is the best one. So, But we will announce that on the website or actually on our Facebook group and all of our social media, I guess, this Friday in the same day that this episode comes out. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for this time, and we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I like gateways to hell better than anything. Oh, that's insane.